Good morning and welcome back to the Fox and the Fish on VIC Radio from the VIC studio here in the basement of Park. I'm Eli Fishman alongside Daniel Fox. Missed the last couple weeks because of spring break, but we are back and sports are it's a crazy time right now. Baseball coming back after the lockout. Football. Dan, has there been a crazier offseason ever? I'm just thinking about how the last time we did an episode, we talked about college baseball for 15 minutes because we didn't have enough to talk about because there was a lockout. Football free agency had not start. My, oh, my, have things changed, Fish. We have possibly the two greatest, the, one of the greatest MLB offseasons of all time and one of the greatest MLB offseasons of all time. At the same time, it's just been wild. I've just been I've been looking forward to this episode for a long time because when we left we left before Russell Wilson got traded. Think about how we left before ever, we left before NFL free agency yeah, opened up. Think opened about up. how much has happened in the last. We left we left when there was still a lockout. So it's just been a, it's just been a crazy couple of weeks. How the turntables? How the turntables? All right, let's get into it. Baseball. Mm-hmm. Red Sox Yankees moves. Yeah, because we're we're Red Sox Yankees people and. The Yankees have made quite a few. Maybe not the ones that were expected. No. Isaiah Kiner for Leffa, Josh Donaldson, Ronald Guzman. Oh, they got Ronald Guzman? Yeah, they did from I the Rangers. See, and I then the Red that. Sox. Exciting. He's got. Oh, how I about I Trevor that. Story? Well, don't forget about um, they re-signed Anthony Yankees. Re-signed oh, Anthony, Anthony Rizzo. Rizzo. That's the one I was forgetting about. Um, and they got rid of got Luke, rid of Luke Voigt. So, um, I'll ask you this, Fish. Play, play. We'll, talk, we'll get to the Red Sox in a second, but have the Yankees got better this offseason? Oh, it's a tough that's question. A tough, it's a tough question. Tough question. But it's a question that needs to be asked because the Blue Jays got better. Okay, the but Red Sox l- listen, got better. Here's, I I overthink everything. You know this. I know in you in do. baseball sense, I overthink except, everything. Except school stuff. Yeah, I don't think about school stuff. But um, <laughs> baseball is a business. It is a business. And what it comes down to is the number on the payroll. Number on the payroll. And how that is the team on the field. Yeah. It it it's more of a reflection. Of, okay, I think about it. If the number on the team matches the payroll, mm-hmm. then that's then that's how I view success, mm-hmm. right? Yankees are what paying a I don't know the exact number. I saw it two seventy three million. No, I thought last I checked, but this is before arbitration. I think it was it was definitely above two fifty. They're definitely above that first. Luxury I could have sworn it was two seventy three. Let's look up the Yankees. I mean, whatever way you put it. Um, the the Yankees are spending a lot of money this year. I think that's the point you're making. They're second, I believe. No, they're third to the Mets and the Dodgers. Tops in the AL. Two two thirty five. Two thirty five, but I think that's a little low. I don't think yeah. that counts arbitration. Dodgers two seventy is what I was I was thinking of. Yeah. Um Does two thirty five two thirty nine represent track. that team on the field? Well, they're not. That's my que- that's my question. That's a fair question. That is a fair question. I think that. Do you, do you view them as the third best team in baseball? I would say no. I would say no. I I'm, you I, could argue, I agree you on could paper. Make a very on paper, strong argument. They're they're not they're the third best team in that division. Yeah. So it's true. The Yankees. I don't like. I mean, you know, as a Yankees fan, there's been a lot of criticism of Hal Steinbrenner not spending money. You know, <laughs> spending quite a lot of. money. I mean, money. he voted against. He was going to vote against the last CBA, um, because he thought it was too expensive. But the Yankees, they do spend money. They spend a lot of money. Glamayhew, Chapman, Stanton, Cole. You know, 
They got the best free agent pitcher on the market in the last 10 years. You know, has has there been a bigger free agent starting pitcher than Garrett Cole in the last 10 years? No. Um, no. No. And the Yankees go out and get that. Why? Uh, maybe David Scherzer. No, 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 not Scherzer's, David Price. No, not Price and not, oh, maybe, maybe not Scherzer. Scherzer. No, Scherzer's not, the one no, no, guy. no, not even close. Think about that. Um, I, I'm trying to think of the right word. Not not anticipation. The just the wor- the um, the talk around Scherzer was was no, not even close the hype to around the t- Cole. The hype around the hype. Cole. Scherzer hype. ended up being one of the greatest contracts of all time. Absolutely. But Cole was he got the biggest salary and he had the most hype around him. So yeah, hype. The Yankees just, just about hype. No more than yeah. No more and no more than. Um, Giancarlo at remember at the peak time when the yeah. Marlins were going to trade I mean, him Yankees, and when they were going to extend him to that big deal. You can't argue that the Yankees don't go out and try. Oh yeah. Now they, the question 100%. becomes whether their efforts are smart. And I think there's a couple ways we could start with the Donaldson and um, Connor Falefa trade, and then we could get into the Rizzo. There's a couple ways you could look at it. There's positives and negatives. Positives are the Yankees' defense was a problem last year. When you have Glaber Torres at short, it was okay. But why? Why I did my? Uh, I did, you did a little I did side. A side did a little listeners. side head and a little, little. Oh, I don't know. Um, because how much does? How much do you really value defense? I value defense, at least infield defense. I think you could get away with putting a Giancarlo Stanton in left field, and that's not going to hurt your team. I agree. I agree. But when you have so you have guys like in this Yankees rotation, you have Tyone. Okay. Oh, well, well, I'm talking baller, Cortez. He he's uh, he's pitches a contact. But how many games did the Yankees actually lose due to their defense? Last well, that's year? tough. But you can't Two. argue that their defense was a was not a problem because it hurt the pitching I staff. I agree. It hurt the pitching staff. I do agree. But how much? How much? How is? How how important is that? Is that I is think the question? Shortstop defense is incredible, and I see it all the time with the Red Sox. Right. And we'll get to the Red Sox defensive alignment. But Xander Bogarts cost the Red Sox a lot of runs last year. If you look at like. I know you're not a numbers guy, but if you look at what was expected for the Red Sox pitching versus what they actually got, it was a whole lot different. So I think shortstop and sec- shortstop third and second base defense is incredibly important. Now, LeMahieu was good at second base, um, but Torres was terrible at shortstop. And I think Glaber Torres, I mean, you watch a lot, again, you watch a lot more Yankees games than I do, but I think Glaber Torres can be adequate at second base. I agree. I don't think a huge liability like he was at short. It's his bat that was the problem last year because yeah. you combine that with terrible defense. With you combine the fact that his bat was it wasn't horrible. I hit two forty something. But his slugging was way down. His he wasn't slugging was way power. down. Hit single digit homers, I believe. Mm-hmm. Um, and then you combine that with so so defense, and it was mainly a couple of errors in the spotlight. Yeah, the primetime games, the ugly errors. There were ugly errors because there was a lot of throwing errors. It was a lot, and you know, people there was a lot of pressure on Glaber Torres because everybody thinks he's this terrible defender. Yes, which you could argue he is. He might have a bounce back. Every error, it's on, you know, John Boy's tweeting it. You know, everybody's tweeting about it. You know, and like, oh, look at what Glaber does again. Yeah, but he was a poor defender. But you move him over to second, and you have Connor Falefa at short, who is a great defender. I don't think anyone's arguing that. And he can play multiple positions. Now, his bat is not great. But the Yankees don't need Isaiah Kiner-Falefa to hit. They just need him to field. And Josh Donaldson, people don't realize this. He is still a plus defender. Yes. He's a good 100%. defender. 100%. He's always been one of the best yeah. in the game. So now everybody in the Yankees infield, I mean, if LeMahieu starts a second and Torres is on the bench, which he could be, they're above average defensively at every position. Oh, my God. Rizzo, LeMahieu. 
Uh, Kiner, Falefa, and Donaldson. That's a yeah. great, great infield, especially especially with the bat, mm-hmm. and which with, is what we haven't yeah. touched on. And with Josh Donaldson, he still hits the ball extremely hard. Now, my concern with him is injuries, like many of the Yankees. I think, you know, I was, I was doing some research on this. Uh, he played, he's played in about 60% of his team games in the last five really? years. Yeah. Which is, you know, it's concerning, especially for a 36-year-old. But when he's healthy, he still hits the ball extremely hard, and he plays good defense. So, and he, I don't know how well the fit is with other injury-prone right-handed power hitters who can't run that well, like Stanton. That's another thing I worry about. Just the fit. The the fit, but also the speed. Mm-hmm. Who who do the Yankees well, have that's going to Fale- steal some Kiner bases? Kiner can steal some bases. He would have led the but not, Yankees in not, steals, I believe. Not a solid amount. The Yankees don't have a single guy who's going to finish top 20 in the yeah. league in stealing bases. I mean, they're a power-hitting team. They are who they are. Now, my biggest problem with this, it all comes down to what you think about Kyle Higashioka. Yeah, that's my biggest problem, is the catcher. And, you know, now, catching, there are not a lot of good catchers in the league right now. There are not, but we're talking about a guy that hit 188 last year. Yeah. And, but he, he has some pop, and he's a good mm, defensive catcher. He didn't catcher. show it. He's, he, a, he he's, like a, 10 home he's runs. not a bad defensive catcher, but there are no. a lot, lot, lot better. Now, Gary Sanchez had a better arm than him. Absolutely. But Higashioka was a better framer. receiver. Better receiver, better blocker, 100%. Mm-hmm. And a way better hitter. You know, uh, I w- yeah. No, I debate that. Gary Sanchez. I don't think. There's only about five, maybe if you want to be generous, 10 catchers who could give you. Average offense in baseball right now. Gary Sanchez is one of them. Kyle Higashioka is not. Now, I think the biggest key is, how do the Yankees feel throwing at Higashioka? Because Cole loves him, you know. Didn't he, got, didn't he start yes. the wild card game yeah, last yeah. year? Yeah, he so, started because he wanted to pitch to Cole, and I feel like that's definitely got to be a factor. Mm-hmm. And with all, all of these things, I always say, you never know what what's going through Brian Cashman's head, yeah, and you, you never know. know. And that front office obviously knows, you know, Brian Cashman knows, more than every single person in the world combined mm-hmm. in terms of About. what's the best for what's best for the Yankees right now. And I think, you know, Gary Sanchez needed a change of scenery. Yes, I do I, I do agree with that and I think going to a smaller good, market. It just wasn't going to work, you know, he, for him to play in a market where every single mistake he has is such so scrutinized. That's just not good. Yeah. That's not going to work for him. He needs to be in a market like Minnesota where he could be able to swing and miss a lot, strike out a lot. And where his home runs are shown instead of his strikeouts. I agree. No, yeah. I, I 100% agree, and that's a good change of scenery for him. Yeah. What do you feel about Urshela leaving? Just not. Uh, I, I really. Yeah. I mean, I've. I've all, band-aid on my. There's a band aid on your shoe. Yeah, I noticed. Jesus Christ. Um. Anyway, Ithaca what were you College. saying? Um. I I've never been. You know, I've always obviously loved Gio, but I've never been like attached to him, like a lot of Yankee fans were. I was I was surprised by the outpour of support by Yankees fans to an extent you know he's 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 been he's been solid but I definitely feel like the Yankees won that trade I think everyone in that sort of 2000 so in 2019 when all the Yankees were getting hurt and there were guys who came up like Talkman Cameron Maben Urshela and kept the team afloat those guys are loved by Yankees fans yeah yeah no, Urshela I was the that. best of them and he had a good year last, in 2020 last year he was not good could still field but he was a below average hitter yeah. This was just such a There weird... was a lack of pow- there was such a lack of power in the Yankees lineup because we talked about them as a power hitting yes. team. But their I mean, biggest two power hitters, obviously Giancarlo and Judge, well, showed have... out. Yeah. And then after them, I don't know who would have been I'm sure Gary was third in homers and he had yeah. I don't know if he had uh twenty. Yeah, if they had well uh, they addressed that with Joey Gallo. 
Joey Gallo. Oh, that's true. Joey Gallo. Gallo and Rizzo. For the Yankees. I almost honestly well, forgot I think, about I don't Gallo. Think, I don't think Rizzo's going to hit for that much power. But how, how many? 25, 20, 25 20 owners? to 25. I, th- I think that's fair. Step back. I think that's good enough. It's good enough. Yeah, Lefty two at Yankee Stadium. Yeah, yeah this lineup. Especially in this lineup. And great defense at first base. My two X factors for the Yankees next year are Joey Gallo and Luis Severino. If Gallo Agreed. could be Texas Joey Gallo, and if Luis Severino is somewhat uh, close to what he was in 20, what was it, the last time he pitched, 2018? 29, uh, 2019. He was an ace. He was no, an opening day starter. Yeah, but he got hurt. The last full season, 2018, when he was Last full season. When he was yeah, when he was All-Star. So then I feel really good about the Yankees winning, making their uh, division, winning the division. They still need pitching. I think, yeah. and they're still in the market. They're still been talking about Frankie Montas, Sean Manaya. Now, what would what would that what would that cost them? That would not. I don't. Obviously, not Volpe. But no, they're not trading Volpe. Would that cost a Peraza? Yes. A Lucas Heel. Lucas. Luis, Luis. Heel. Sorry. Um, I don't know about it. I don't think they put Heel and Peraza in a package together. Mm-hmm. But I think it would definitely cost them. Did you see the the haul? That the Braves got for Matt Olson, or that the A's got. I oh my I god, I they don't got think that was that good. They got their top two prospects, Christian Pache and Shea Langoliers, and then two others in the top ten. Four top ten prospects for a year of Matt Olson. Well, they knew they were going to resign him. I but, know, but that's crazy. Yeah. For a year, for like. Well, yeah, but we get into this more later. But uh, yeah. I don't, I don't think that deal was that absurd. And when I saw it, I was like, wow, that's. You know, that's worth it for Matt Olson, one of the best first basemen in the game. And I'm just a prospect nerd. That's why. Yeah, I know. I know, because you love them more. Yeah, you love, you get attached to prospects. I do. Um, Not brave prospects. Sean Maniah, I, I don't think you could go out and, you know, if I think Yankees, Frankie Montas is way ahead of Sean Maniah. Really? Because left-handed pitching against this AL East. I mean, look at who the Blue Jays have. I, I don't think it matters. Look at who, I think it matters a lot. I think it doesn't I matter mean, at look all. Look at who the Red Sox have, you know. It doesn't matter. It does matter. I'd rather Le- have a righty. You're oh. really going. You'd really base it af- well, over off very, lefty and righty because of how very, good this division is with right-handed hitters. Yes, they I think ve- that's stupid. They, okay, I they, think I, they I are think very similar wrong. in terms of stats. They both had breakout years last year after some injuries and up and down. So they're very similar. Manaya actually has one. Manaya is a free agent at the end of this year. Montas at the end of the year after uh, next year, 2023. But. Yeah, I would. I would much prior, much more prioritize a right-handed pitcher against the AOEs. First of all, I don't think righty-lefty matchups in baseball. Yeah, they matter. They a lot. barely matter. They matter a lot. Barely. They matter a lot. Barely. Um, did you see Lucas Giolito is in a in a fight with the White Sox over his arbitration? Arbitration's so silly. And there's yeah, it is. And there's a there's talk <laughs> about him potentially moving. Really, I did not see that. I, I think it might have been. It might have been just. Might just, just be tw- some. Speculation, some rumbling. not even rumors, just speculation on the on the Twitter. I really, I really like the White Sox this year. Yeah, I really because they they last year. Luis Robert and um, yeah, Jimenez are healthy. Yeah, and Grandal. I mean, Grandal had one of the craziest seasons of all time. I think he hit under two hundred with like a four hundred on base yes, percentage. Yes, I saw that five fifty. I saw that, and he's the. I think he, or, him and Will Smith are the two best catchers in baseball. But oh, and the, the White Sox, the White Sox bullpen is just crazy. The Dodgers are the best team in baseball. Yeah. Well, speaking of the Dodgers, so the Dodgers get Freddie Freeman, and we could get into that a little bit more. What that means for the Dodgers later, but I was as a Red Sox fan, I was scared Freeman was going to the Yankees because I think that the Yankees, what they made, they got marginally better, but they didn't make that marquee move that would have been like, wow, they're right there with the Blue Jays. They're a better team than the Red Sox. 
Anthony Rizzo just doesn't he doesn't move the needle for me. No, I'm no, sorry. I, I completely agree. And um, oh, silly Red Sox fans scared about the Yankees getting a player. Yeah, of course we're in the same division. We won the same amount of games right. last year. All right, that's I guess of that's course, fair. Of course, that doesn't mean yeah. I mean, I'm scared of the Blue Jays and the Rays too. I mean, I thought I did. Yeah, any um, team that I oh, view the as Rays had a horrible worthy. off season. They did. They did. They lost McHugh. They lost Cruz. And Glasnow is hurt. They lost Waka. They lost Glasnow is hurt. The, the only guy they got is Corey Kluber. I think they view like Wander Franco full season. Oh my as God! Like, as like Wander Franco is going to be one of the best I, players I, in baseball he history. He's going to go down. That's my Maybe. hot take. I'd have to, my hot take is he's going to be in the Hall of Fame. He's going to be a perennial. I think his floor is perennial All Star, and then his ceiling is whatever. Yeah, his ceiling is great. Um, but I just don't. I just don't. You know, Rizzo. He's on the wrong side of 30. His exit velocities have gone down. He's walking less. He's striking out more. He wasn't that good when he went to the Yankees last year, and he wasn't that good with the Cubs. And, I mean, it's a two-year deal. It's not going to kill them. But compared to— With an option after one. Yeah, but compared to—I don't think he's opting out. But compared to him versus Olsen and Freeman, who the Yankees were um, in on, like, I'll take it. I'll take Anthony Rizzo. And then also they move Luke Voigt. What did you— before we move off the Yankees, just quick thoughts on the Luke Voigt deal. Um, I th- it's it's tough because um, Yankees no fans have such short memories and a lack of long term memory. They do in the sense that I mean it's the same in all big Luke, markets. I know, but the fact that we're talking about a guy that was almost the batting champion and led the league at home runs in 2020. All-star in 2019, all-star in 2020, 2021 plays, I don't know what he played, 40 games, hit horrible and was injured, and 2021, everyone's like, get rid of him, get him off this team, and he's gone. I think some of the the comments he made just didn't sound like he wanted to be there when when Rizzo signed. Like, he just seemed unhappy there. He still yeah. he still walked. He, at a he just decent, looked depressed. He still walked at a decent rate last year, and he still he was still an above average hitter. Um, but I just think Gastanin he needs to DH. I think, or else he's not going to play 140 games, 150 games. He's going to get hurt if he plays in the field every every day. Um, and Rizzo is obviously their first baseman. So what is Luke's Voigt role? Pitch hitter? Yeah, he wouldn't platoon, be doing anything. In maybe it. a platoon against lefties? Um, the, the social media reaction was very interesting to the return they got. Justin Lange, who's, who had a 6 ERA in rookie ball, 2021st round pick. Yeah, well, I'm on the side where— Low I, ceiling. I'm on the side where, you know, if you're the Yankees, I mean, you're basically giving up nothing. That Luke Voigt is not valuable think about, to Think about you. what they would get if they traded Luke Voigt in the offseason going into 2021. I don't know if they get a whole lot, just because. Think about whoa, I, not a whole lot. I mean, you're talking about a 29 year old right-handed first baseman. Yes. Who had you know one elite season? I also also think about what they would have, what they wouldn't have gotten from him if there wasn't a DH in the NL. That's true. He might have stayed. Yeah. You probably would have stayed. Yeah. Um, There's no way they'd get a better offer from anyone in the league but if if i'm the yankees and i was going to trade luke Voigt, i would look for a player with a high ceiling you know this guy who's the who's what's the name of the guy again justin lange justin lange he's got a latouge and a lange um on the yankees now but it's licky oh licky i always call him latouge <laughs> um anyway um 
why not just go for a guy with a high ceiling? And he's a first-round pick. Obviously, he had a, his value plummeted after I think he had an injury, and then he was terrible in uh, an A ball last year. Yeah. But why not? I mean, he's got good stuff, so why not take a shot? All right, that's enough Yankees. Red talk. Sox. I hate talking about the Yankees. Both Sox. Boston Red Sox infield. It's their good. Average or their OPS last season combined, like per per player, eight eighty eight. And Trevor Story had a bad year last year. Yeah. He had the worst year of his career. How do I feel about Trevor Story? I was in the beginning of the off season. I was like, let me put my Red Sox hat on for this. In the beginning of the off season. Forward, you're a forward hat guy. I'm a forward hat guy. For, no, not, no, 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 dude. Cool we're enough. in a radio room. What radio personality has the hat on forward? What, you, he's nobody? All radio personalities, they have the hat on backwards. Fine, I'll put the Think hat on backwards. Think of Craig just... Carton. Actually, Keith McPherson always has his Yankee hat on uh, forward. Okay, well, I don't want to be that. Or uh, Evan Roberts has his Mets hat on forward. You could be whatever you want. Okay, thanks, Fish. I love the support. But in the beginning of the offseason, I was like, Trevor Story was saying he wants to be a shortstop. So I was like, there's no reason, rhyme or reason, for the Red Sox to really go after Trevor Story. If I'm being honest... And I was, and I'm reflecting on the Red Sox offseason. I wanted them to get Kyle Schwarber, and I wanted them to get Kenley Jansen. And both the contracts, both of those two guys got, were extremely reasonable. To get you, Kenley Jansen on a one-year deal, that would have been awesome. But the thing with Trevor Story is he impacts the game in so many ways. He's a plus defender. He's got a bad arm, um, little elbow problem at last year, but moved to second base. That's going to help. He led the league in stolen bases in 2020. He's going to steal you 20-plus bags. And he mashes lefties. And he's a, okay, he's a good enough hitter against righties. He's going to wear out the green monster. I would have liked the Red Sox to have gotten a left-handed bat. But second base was a weakness because Christian Arroyo is just not, he's just not yeah. that good. He's not that good. So you put Trevor Story in there that upgraded second base. You're going to bat him. I, 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 if I was the Red Sox, I would bat him second behind Kike Hernandez and in front of Rafael Devers. And now that team looks a whole lot more dangerous than they did a week ago. What I think about, yes, obviously all great points. Do worry about the Red Sox pitching staff a little bit, but that offense is going to be insane. Yeah. Um, but what I was going to say was think about how much the Texas Rangers shifted the market by buying up Simeon and Seager for, at the time, what looked like giant deals before the lockout. Leading the shortstops to hold out a little bit, get a better sense of the market, try to get more money. Lockout comes along. The market is completely shifted by those two. Prices are so high for Correa, for Story, that they end up taking shorter deals in smaller, or not well, obviously not. This a short-term deal. For this Trevor Story deal, I mean, I think it's completely reasonable. What, what, what is, what's his AAV? AAV? Uh, $22, $22 million a year. Exactly. Yeah. It's low. It's low. But for, for longer years, and I'm saying um, waiting after the lockout and high, how high it was, I'm just so fascinated by like the exact numbers and how they changed over yeah, the beginning and be end of the lockout. And think about, I think, and both the Correa, being added too. The, the DAs being added too, and how much um, Correa and Story, how much more, or how much different yeah. of teams, or because really Story settled with Boston because of second base. Yeah. Um, I thought when the Astros, when Correa signed with the Twins, that the Astros were going to go all in on story. It made too much sense. Well, who's going to be the Astros shortstop? It's going to be this kid, Jeremy Pena, who's a good prospect. Oh, yeah. He's I a good know prospect. Jeremy Pena. So, but... Maine. Maine University. Oh, really? Oh, well, I'll, I'll root for him. But 
the thing with Trevor's story is in the Astros, they had a whole lot of shortstop. They're a team that wants to win. He's from Texas. It just seems like too good a fit. But the Red Sox really put the full court press on Trevor's story. And, you know, it's surprising. It, make, it would make way more sense if he went to the Astros. But I think also, so if you, there's two ways to look at what you just said. For a guy like Kyle Schwarber or Nick Castellanos, I think their value, prob- their contracts probably went up a lot because you have the DH. And Castellanos is a terrible defender. He's going to need the DH in a couple years. Schwarber, same thing. You know, um, Solaire probably, he got a lot more money than he could have. All those guys signed with NL teams. Also, Jose the- Solaire got a bag from the Marlins. Yeah. Well, he's a good hitter. He's a good hitter. And the luxury tax going up by $20 million. That allowed teams like I don't. Think oh, we haven't been able we we haven't been able to touch on the Jeter situation too. Oh yeah, quick thought. Talk talk uh, talk about it. I think it's so weird. It is really weird. Really weird huh? that he that he that there was just such an emphasis and he was gonna change the culture there and. It was like the it was like the ownership. He like, broke everything down and was gonna build from the top and got so many great prospects. I mean, the and when it wasn't good working right out. I know, but then there was a clash over how much they should continue to rebuild and how much they should win this year or how much they can continue to build what they already have. And the fact that he's just like, I don't want, I want to win. Or I don't, I don't, um, he wanted to win. He wanted to win now with the team that he's already built up, not continue to develop the farm system. And there was such a clash over that, that after everything he's built, everything he's done, everyone he brought in, he changed the baseball culture in Miami, and he says, you know what? I'm out. Well, it just seems How? The the Marlins aren't going to make... Oh, my God. The Marlins? Think about how much money they lose. The coaches they're going to lose. The reputation they're going to lose. The ratings, the views, the money, everything. Yeah, I mean, the Marlins have really... They've put themselves in a good position. They're starting pitching. Their young starting pitching is as good as any team in the league. And they've made smart, savvy moves. Um, getting Starling, getting Jesus Lazardo for a half year of Starling Marte, smart. You know, they've held on to Sandy Alcantara. Did you see Lazardo's um, baseball savant? Uh, I don't remember who tweeted out. It was baseball savant from his spring training outing the other day. No. He averaged, like, upper 90s, wow. 97, 98, mm-hmm. and... Like 3,300 RPM. Jeez. I mean, you're getting a potential frontline starter for half year of Starling Marte. Um, and then holding on to guys like Pablo Lopez and um, uh, and Sixto Sanchez. Well, Pablo Lopez. Nope, and Sixto Sandy, Sanchez. Uh-uh, and, he yeah, done. Yeah, and Sandy Alcantara. Bust. Um, the Real Muto trade is not looking so good. Um, a lot. All the trades they made. The Giancarlo trade. Jorge I mean, that was Guzman. Pre-Jeter, wasn't it? Um, no, I think that been. was right after Jeter. Oh, right, because Jeter, Jeter. That was like first week. Yeah, Jeter went and then traded uh, Stan into the Yankees. Sta- the first week, Jose Devers. Jose is, Devers is not a major. He's leader. never gonna be yeah a starter in the and big leagues. Starlin Castro and was Jorge Jorge Guzman busted too. The Brewers deal centered around Luis Brinson. Oh my God, was disastrous. But even with all that, the Marlins have developed a good farm system now, that, and a good young a great farm rotation. system. And they, they can't. They haven't been able to figure out the hitting. And, but it's, yeah, it was shocking. I think it's just the Marlins, you know, the, they wanted to be in. Who are some of the guys they wanted to be on? I think they wanted to be in on Castellanos. I think that's, you know, Miami guy, right? And That sounds right. I don't remember who yeah. exactly they, they wanted were They wanted to be on. in on some of these, maybe not a Seager or a Correa, but they wanted to be in on some of these, t- these top-end guys. And then it came down from the ownership that he can't, that Jeter couldn't do it. And Jeter always does things his way. And if you're not going to let Jeter do things his way, he's going to walk away. 
uh, Teoscar Hernandez, they discussed. Um, well, they were trying to get Brian Reynolds. Brian Reynolds is another guy with arbitration problems. Yeah. They were well, like the $7 million off between the Pirates, the Pirates and, are so and Reynolds, Pirates and they're are taking so it to court. There are some teams, I think, of the Pirates, the Marlins, and the Rockies, and the Athletics now, that are just so— Orioles? No, because I feel like the Orioles have a direction. Sort of. That's very true. They're I gonna like, they're gonna be good in a couple like years. I feel like there's a difference between bad and like making no sense. The Pirates are just cheap, and they've been bad for a long, long time. The Orioles, see, the Orioles were good for a long time, and they just held on to their core a little bit too long, and that's the price of trying to compete for championships. You know, when you're a mid market team, and you hold on to these guys too long, and you're trying to same thing with the Royals. That's why I don't view the Royals as one of those teams. But now they're in a rebuild because they're they, be good. they tried they're to compete. They're going to be good too. They're good. The Pirates, there is no ebb and flow. They had a couple good years because they got they got lucky on McCutcheon and Cole, but they don't spend money to compete. Glass now, Tyone. They had such a great team. Same thing with the like. They, they're similar. In the, they're in the Marlins boat where they had such a good team and just threw everything yeah, away. And you, did, even you look at last year, Adam Frazier was an All Star. Brian Reynolds was an All Star. And they trade Frazier. Now that might for nothing. Up, that might well Frazier ended up hitting terrible in San Diego and it's sort of falling down a cliff, so to speak. But, I mean, that's only a half year. But I just think the Pirates, like, the Pirates rock. You want to just, we talked about Trevor's story, we did our due diligence. I want to get into Chris Bryant. Want to get into Chris Bryant? I, I've read nothing about Chris Bryant. I don't even know what his deal was. It was seven years, $182 million For a guy who just turned 30 on, on a team that, that that it was kind of in a re not in a rebuild traded, but just sucked. Traded Nolan Arenado, made no effort to sign Trevor Story, and now I I don't get it. They right? made an effort. They offered him like seven over one twenty. Okay, so maybe or, or, um seven over one fifty. Maybe maybe they made an effort. Seven, whatever. But they also they just don't know how to develop a team. You know they have some okay pieces like Marquez. Brendan Rodgers is going to be a good shortstop one day. And now Bryant. Um, who else did they get? They got Iglesias, which is okay. And they signed a close. Oh, they signed Alex Colomay, which good for them. But there's just no direction. It's like, you know, they're not committing to one side of the equation or the other. And I don't think the return. Do you remember what the return was for Nolan Arenado? It like it was like Austin Gomber. It was like this third. Hit, I don't even remember this uh, third baseman Montero from the Cardinals. Let me look it up. I, I really don't remember. Um, but anyway, like, what are you doing, Colorado? And Chris Bryant, I think a little less of Chris Bryant right now because. Again, end of lockout, though. You're getting a big yeah. money deal from a team. It doesn't matter that it's the Rockies. Chris Bryant's not a guy that's going to get a um, a massive money deal from a big market but team. Chris Bryant is a smart guy. He knows the Rockies are not going to win. Okay, but he got does, his ring. does it care? Yeah, yeah, yeah that's, yeah, that's what I mean. I think a little yeah. less because he obviously this is not a move centered around winning. And if he says so, he's lying. He's lying. There's okay, no but he's also the kind of guy that's going to be. You also have to think about, or what I think about, jersey sales, branding. Yeah. Um. But I don't think how how much of a celebrity you're going to be in Colorado. I don't think, I don't think Brian I compared mean, I, to a smaller money deal. In where else was he going to go? Miami, Philadelphia. I just viewed him as one of those guys who like wanted is all about winning. And by know, the way, the package was uh, he's a total team player. He plays whatever position you want him to play. The Arnauto package was 
one, two, three, four, five prospects. Any of them good? Gomber, who who he was in the big leagues at the time, actually, is the only one that's in the big leagues as of right now. Well, I think Montero had a good season in AAA or whatever. But every all of Rocky's prospects have a good season in AAA. They're all, like, below high A, the prospects, too. So so time will tell, but uh, time will tell. But it doesn't. It's not looking good because Gomber looks like a five starter yeah, swing man that. at best. So, yeah, and I mean the Rockies are going to mash the ball. They have C.J. Crone and Charlie Blackman can still hit a little bit, and they went out and got. Oh, I forgot, dude. Charlie Blackman, I forgot he existed. Yeah, I mean you do. He's oh in Colorado, God. and they traded for uh, Randall. We're Grichick gonna forget today. about. Yeah, they did. We're gonna for for uh, Tapia. We're gonna forget about uh, Chris Bryant in a couple years. Ah, uh, but he's a reigning MVP, and Doesn't he's matter. gonna put up. He's gonna put up some nice numbers. He's gonna put up some flashy numbers. Charlie Blackman's thirty-five put up some great home numbers. runs. Imagine Charlie Blackman in New York. He'd be. He'd be. Well, he wouldn't oh want to shave. He wouldn't want to shave his beard. I know, but I'm just saying. Rule. I just because just my Yankees fandom, you know, growing up and and seeing obviously prospects and seeing. Just ev- just everything that I've consumed Yankees growing up, um, I I think like what would Charlie Blackman be in New York? Paul O'Neill level? I think close to that. What? Oh my God! I what? think so. Paul but- O'Neill is one of the most clutch Yankees players in history. Okay, but then imagine Charlie Blackman in the postseason. That I don't. What are you? What's your point here? You think Charlie Blackman? If he was I think York, Charlie Blackman would be one of like a face of the game, face of the game, and if he was in a big uh, market. Oh, this this actually ties back to story because I a lot story of talk, going to a big market is going to be great for him. The only problem is the face of the franchise. There's so many ahead of Trevor Story. I put Bogarts. I put Devers. Mm-hmm. JBJ. Verdugo's been De- so great. J- sale like JBJ is he can't hit. I know, but I. Uh, I agree, I'm, but I'm talking about... I'm upset about, the Red Sox are going into the season with Jackie Bradley Jr. starting in right field. I agree. Is J.D. going to be a full-time DH? So there's... First Core came out bit? today. Core came out today, and he said, J.D. is going to play left field against lefties. So that seems to indicate that Bradley Jr. will be on the bench, and maybe Christian Arroyo is in the lineup. Arroyo, I forgot about but, him. Like, he didn't have a bat. He, like, he's not... He's, he, he he's average. He had a good year. He had a he's good average, average hitting year. And he's going to start playing the outfield because Story's there. But I just don't – I don't want J.D. playing the field. He is a terrible defender, and I don't want him getting hurt. And Bradley Jr. just cannot hit at a major league level. I hope he proves me wrong. But, oh, what I was saying about the course field effect. So people point out that, you know, Trevor Story hit, I think, like a 970 OPS at home and 750 on the road. And obviously course field helps your numbers when you're at home. But when you go on the Barely. road – When you go on the road – it makes it harder to hit, does it not? Because breaking balls. Okay, that's true. That's start true. Being sharper. I agree with that. Yeah, and if you look at what Arenado and Lemayhew did when they left Coors Field, they were like somewhere in between like their Coors Field numbers and their Road Rockies numbers. So like Trevor Story, I expect them to have like an 850 OPS moving forward. Just great. It's great. It's great. So I don't really worry about that that much. He's not going to have a 970 OPS. That's a little absurd. All right, let's talk about the NL East. This is going to be just a lot of fun. It's a lot of fun. What aspect? It's just a lot of good teams. Oh, I thought you were going to hop in on it. But all right, I'll, I'll tell there's you. There's like so many. There's so many storylines. I mean, so many storylines. All right, we'll start with the simple one. So the Mets, obviously, we knew they got Max Scherzer, they got Eduardo Escobar, they got 
um, Starling Marte. They got Mark Hanna. They got Adam. And then after the walkout, they got Adam Ottavino and Chris Bassett. Chris Bassett, an all-star Chris Bassett pitcher. is one of the most underrated players He is. Ever. Well, he plays in Oakland. Yeah. He plays in Oakland. Sinker baller. Um, he's going to do good with Lindor at shortstop. They're going to put the ball in play. He's pitching in a big ballpark. I think he's going to be well, do really well. Perfect three starter behind DeGrom and Scherzer. Think about that change of pace. Go from 98. I mean, Bassett doesn't throw that slow, but he's more of a pitch to contact yeah. guy. And then you talk about the Braves. All right, well, jump in here. Jump in here. What do you, what do you, give me some thoughts on the Braves offseason so far. Um, but the toughest part is losing losing out on Freddie Freeman, but they they obviously improved as as a team so much this offseason considering they won the World Series. You never see a team go all out the way they did the way they did this offseason and losing Solaire um obviously had an impact, but replacing Olsen with, with four Olsen. Freeman, adding Eddie Rosario. Yeah. So Oh, to go back to that package we referenced earlier. So here's here's my thoughts on it. And obviously you know more about the prospects than I do. Oh, Colin McHugh too. Yeah, to get McHugh and Jansen at the back end of that bullpen, that is a nasty bullpen. What was Jansen's deal? It was a one-year $17 million deal. 17? Which is just, oh, for one year. That's great. That's a great deal. Oh, I love that it's one year. And it just makes you think the Yankees are paying Zach Britton like $21 million yeah. a year. Yeah, so Jansen was a total steal. All the Braves deals are steals. Olsen was a steal. Albies, Acuna. Um, but last year, their best right-handed reliever in the bullpen was Luke Jackson. So they've Luke Jackson like, plays third base for uh, Dick no, different <laughs> Luke Jackson. Different Luke Jackson. But now they have two. I mean, Cole McHugh has had his ups and downs and in injuries histories. But those are two legitimate great right-handed options to go along with Maztec and um, Minter and Will Smith. But here's Kyle my thoughts. Wright. On, here's my thought. Here's my um. Thoughts on the prospects. So Christian Bobshay can't hit. You got traded. I know. That's what I'm saying. Yeah. That's why you trade him because he can't hit. And I'm running. He, out he of, didn't have a spot in the outfield. He anyway. didn't. But I, I was running out of patience with him. They gave uh, Ender and Ciarte to the, uh, to I the know, Yankees. I know. And you're, yeah, you're gonna be watching him play a lot. I, I he was at spring training last week. Yeah. So oh, was him. he at minor league camp? Yeah. Oh, that's demeaning. Um. He it was kind of because he was on a team of like twenty one year olds. Yeah, that's pretty demeaning. For it was kind of I mean, funny. He was an all star. Christian Bache last year in 2020, uh, 22 games, one eleven batting average, one fifty two on base percentage, two oh six slugging, game, three fifty eight OPS. Now he's going to be a major league player because of his speed and defense, but that's a player I get rid of because I'm not waiting. I don't want him to become another Luis Brinson. Um, they gave up Shea. Uh, how do you pronounce his last name? Spitzbarth. No, uh, Sean Langoliers. Oh, Shane. Um, Shane Langoliers. Langoliers. Shane Langoliers. They have Travis Darno at catcher. So I, why not? Just get rid of him. And then two pitchers who are, you know, they're decent, but you know they have a lot of pitching. So to me, you're you're trading players who are not going to impact the big league team anytime soon. So for me, that's a good trade. I I was shocked they got rid of Freddie Freeman. Were you shocked? I wouldn't use the word shocked. Um. I I wasn't necessarily surprised, but I didn't see it coming. Um, I feel like Freddie Freeman was more in a situation where, like, I think part of Freddie Freeman wants to stay in Atlanta, but part of him wants to venture out. Now that he has a World Series ring, different market. Mm -hmm. He, you know, he. he, I think he he only. I feel like he only would have gone to the Yankees or uh, 
Dodgers. I thought he was maybe throwing the Red Sox. I thought he wasn't interested. In the yeah, game. he 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 wasn't. Oh, one ask, one element. Uh, we'll get to that when we talk about Freddie Freeman. But I just think. Oh, and then we talk about the Phillies. We neglected them in the NL East. Castellanos. Castellanos and Schwarber. Great deal. This team. Great deal. This team. You know what? I oh my God. Castellanos, Schwarber, Bryce Harper. Real Muto, Reese Hoskins. And I'm talking about just the outfield. Oh, great outfield. It's insane. Well, one of them is not going to play the outfield. One of them is going to DH. Yeah, probably Schwarber. Well, I respect a lot about Dave Dombrowski. The dude gets his guy. Now, sometimes it's not very smart. Like, he outbid the Cardinals, I think, by $60 million for David Price. But the dude gets his guy. He did it in Detroit. Did it in Boston. Now he's doing it in Philadelphia. I worry about this defense. I know you don't care about defense, but I, I worry about I don't care this defense. about defense. D. Gregorius is a, the worst, by analytics, the worst shortstop in baseball last year. What analytics? Uh, stat cast. Prove it. Outs, about, uh, outs above average. He was negative 17 outs above average, which is, that's, it's not he good. Would've, he would have been it's not murdered good. in the streets if he was on the New York Yankees now. Oh, totally. Well, no, it's a, his, his 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 poorness on defense is a little bit excuse me it's a little bit less obvious than Glaber Torres because his is more range and not so much throwing silly throwing errors but he was bad at shortstop now you're going to throw Cassianos in the outfield he can't play the outfield Harper's been taking steps back defensively Alec Bohm is not good at third base Boom. Have I told you my Alec Boom stories? No, tell me your Alec. Don't get. No, me I, I can't tell you them on. Uh, I can't tell me on air. He's he's just not a very nice guy. Oh, he's not a very nice guy. Oh, all right, I don't. I'll root against him. Then you reach out to him and you like. No, I I just met him a couple times in person. Ah, jeez, we don't like that. We don't like being a jerk. Um, the children. So let me the children. So let me ask you real quick. Break the NL East teams. Obviously, the Nationals are last. The Nationals. Might lose 120 <laughs> games this year. They are so bad. I feel poor Juan Soto, but they are so bad. They, they should trade Soto they, to the Mets. They would get so much. But I'm trying to think who of my rankings. Um, I was for for my uh, ICTV show. We were ranking um, the AL East. Oh yeah, couldn't do it. This is, it's tough. I finished with Red Sox. Really? Yankees. You have the Red Sox first? Or Red Sox, Red Sox, Blue Jays, Yankees, Rays, Orioles. You have the Red Sox first. And I, I don't almost the Red Sox first. wanted to put, I had the Red Sox first, and I almost wanted to put the Rays first. Mm. Because the Rays are the Rays, and they're going to win no matter what. Mm-hmm. I mean, they and the to... Yankees, I can't believe I put them at fourth in the division. The fourth place team, I mean, I think just one of these teams by natural law. I feel like the Blue Jays are... Consider even though they have such an amazing roster, are gonna somehow obviously play great, but not live up to expectations. I don't see them. I do not see the Blue Jays even with this roster. Maybe they just need to develop more. Bobachet get more reps. Vladdy get more reps. I don't. I just don't see this team as an ALCS I World totally, Series team. I totally. Do and I'll tell you. Why. I know, no, and on paper, a hundred percent. Not just it's not just the top five guys on the roster. It's not like oh, it's all Vlad and Bo. You know, you get their back in the rotation with Kikuchi now, and but Kikuchi's been so inconsistent. And yeah, they got some inconsistencies, but Manoa was pretty good when he got. Manoa was inconsistent year. too. Young, he had a couple uh, tough Ryu's outings. Ryu's taking some steps back, but Ryu, he still knows yeah. how to pitch. But see, you made three excuses for those three guys. But I'm saying, if one of them is just who they were. Last year or in the past, I agree, but I'm they still not buying. Lot, they have a lot. No, of I depth. definitely agree. And they have Ross Stripling, 
Who's Stripling even, as well, too. And in their bullpen, they've got guy. Romano, and they went out and got Yimmy Garcia, and then they go out and get Matt Chapman, and they're going to be tremendous defensively. You know, like, a lot of the attention with the Blue Jays is always on um, Guerrero and Bichette, but Teoscar Hernandez is a real good hitter. I think he went the Yale and RBIs last yeah. year. He had an insane year. And He was almost the batting champion. Yeah, and Gurriel, Loris Gurriel, he's Had another a great too. year. Where's he? Chapman. Where's he going to even play? Um, I think he's going to play left for Hernandez and right. That makes sense. Or DH. I'm not sure. They got, they got, he's not a very good defender, Coriel. I mean, and they're extremely right-handed heavy. Doesn't um, matter. Except they went out. Uh, righties, lefties. And they got, doesn't matter. They got, Hit the yeah, baseball. Throw the baseball. Got, come on. They went out and got Tapia, which for a Gritchick, I mean, whatever. Speed, um, because they already have their guys. To me, the Blue Speed Jays the are the best team in the AL East. Are they, who's the best second, team in baseball? I mean, on, Rank the best teams. Top five teams in baseball. Okay. Um, top five teams in baseball. Number one are the Dodgers. Um, number two. All right, I'm gonna I'm gonna surprise you here. Number one are the Dodgers. Number two are the Mets. Number three are the Braves. Number four are the White Sox, and number five are the Blue Jays. Do you, wow. What do you think of that? I all the teams now. None of those teams besides the Dodgers. Uh, so besides the Dodgers and the Braves. None of those teams have won a playoff series that I mentioned. The Mets, Blue Jays. That's why. That's why it's crazy. And White Sox. I don't but buy I just, it. I love. I love. I don't buy the White so Sox. For me, I don't the buy Astros, the Blue Jays. The and we're gonna we'll, we'll do prediction segments later. But for just to address this, the Astros. I just they're gonna take a step back. They're gonna take a step back. There's not a lot of pitching there. Oh no, yeah, I don't even consider the Astros anywhere up there. I mean, they lost Correa. Now, Brantley to me is declining. Hundred percent. And you know he he was just he was like an average hitter last. I mean he hit for a lot of average, but he didn't walk or hit for power. And you know you always worry about Altuve's knee. You always Alvarez has had some injury injury uh, problems. Cal Tucker's great. Uh, Yuli Yuli Gurriel is like thirty seven. So for me, it's a lot of things need to go right for the Astros. I I, I wouldn't even put him in my conversation. I mean, anyway. they are, they have made the World Series the last three to five years, so I'm paying them some respect by mentioning them. But I, the White Sox, just talent wise, even though the Astros like ran through the White Sox, I think it's just a different year. You, you want to hear a bold prediction? Let me hear it. Luis Robert is winning AL MVP. I like it. I love it. He was if he has a an full MVP, season. He was an envy. I think he hit like 330 last year with power, with great defense. I know he was injured a lot. Yeah, I know. It's that healthy. stupid chain link fence. I mean, people forget about him. People forget about him. But he is a, a great. He's just a great all-around player. Now, the team I mentioned first was the Dodgers. And the Dodgers, you can make the argument, have the best first baseman in baseball, the best shortstop in baseball, the best right fielder in baseball, and the best catcher in baseball. That's how good they are. The Dodgers are 100% the favorite. I'm not debating that. Yeah. Not at all. Um, I, I'm just, I still don't buy the Mets. Still, I don't necessarily buy the Braves. Mm-hmm. Because a lot needs to go right. I, bu- I buy the Braves. I buy the Braves. Acuna's I see you don't buy injury. The, I see how you don't buy the Mets. Because, Fish, you like seeing something before you, before you agree to it. You like, you uh, okay. want to see the Mets. Okay, the here's what, here's what I think. This is, this is like, maybe a hot take. The Braves could have been so much better last season. They could have. They're better than 89 wins. 100%. They, they played 500 so ball for four months. Yeah, exactly. But to me, they got they were a World Series team and got better. So 
How could I not put them in my top five? Yeah. How could I not? They're getting Ozuna back. They're getting Acuna back. They're getting Mike Soroka's coming back. People forget about Mike Soroka. Ian Anderson's going to take another When's Chris Sale coming back? So there's a report by Peter Gammons, who is totally— Peter crazy. Gammons follows me on Instagram. Really? He is—well, that makes—he's he's, he's very old. Yeah, he has um, like 70 he's followers. He's past his prime. Now, back in the day, he was he was Rosenthal. He, yeah, he was the man. He was the in man. The print, in the print journalism before oh, the Twitter. Oh, in the print journalism. Probably on, on, everybody, on MySpace. Everybody—no, before MySpace. Before everyone would MySpace. go and wait for their local horse to drop off their newspaper, and they would open up— Boston Globe. And they would op- open up the Boston Globe with the print, and they would open it up, and they'd open it up, and boom, Peter Gammons. But he doesn't have any minutes— he doesn't have any more sources because they're all dead. Yeah. <laughs> all right, that's uncalled for. But Peter Gammon said Chris Sale is not coming back till end of May. So the Red Sox had this. They He's lost only 76. Order, they lost what? Peter Gammons is only 76. He feels like 96. How old do we think Peter Gammons is going to live to? Well, I don't know. Probably a th- he's going to be reporting about the 1975, I mean, 2075 World Series. Do we think he breaks 105? I mean, he, he's go- he, he looks really, he's pretty old. Yeah, I don't want to explain. I, I like Peter Gammons. I don't want to I love Peter Gammons. His Twitter, his Twitter actions make it, he, he, he's typing gibberish right now. Oh, Bob Nightingale. Oh, my. We got to talk about. Wait. His tweets. Did he do anything recently? No, just the he lockout. Bro- Hats the, off to him. The ba- he, he brought broke, bagels. He broke the story deal. He was the only guy to report it. It was 10 o'clock on a Sunday morning. He breaks it. He said, why, also, oh, why did Correa sign at 2 a.m.? He signed at 2 a.m. Were you up? Yes. Oh, of course you're up. I was. I was up I was, oh, I th- was I in Tampa? I don't remember. It was, uh, it was a was it a Sunday? It was a Saturday night going into Sunday morning. So I don't know where you were. No. Oh, my God. Here's what happened. Uh, short story. So my flight from Tampa, from here to uh, Tampa for my spring training trip mm-hmm. was 9 p.m. Friday night. Mm-hmm. Um... Or no 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 it was it was it was supposed to be Saturday. Uh-huh. We got moved. It was um, Correa signed on a Saturday morning because my flight was supposed to be oh, at just nine. So where, yeah, I, I'm wrong. Yeah, it was Friday night. Was or it was going into it was like early early Saturday morning Friday uh-huh. night. Yeah. So my flight was at nine a, or nine p.m. going to Florida. Mm-hmm. Got pushed back. There was a bird strike on the what? on the plane for its what? last flight. They were. Picking birds out, had to go get a new plane. We took off at one in the morning. Mm-hmm. I so I got, landed at like three thirty four to the news that Correa had signed. Yeah, I mean, I was just I was just like in bed. And I saw on my phone. Um, just no, oh, this is a good transition. Let's talk about this Correa deal. Um, the Twins. I want to give the Twins credit because first, one quick note. I wonder what Carlos Correa thinks about this deal. Continue. About what deal? The deal he signed. Is he satisfied? Oh, yeah. Yeah. Um, so it's three years, $35 million a year. Opt-outs. Two Op- opt-outs. Two opt-outs. Tim, it's kind of, you know, to say, to go to a press conference and be like, I want to, you know, I'm excited about the Twins. Like, I think he's just in it, you know, to prove he could stay healthy, to prove. Because if Carlos Correa stays healthy, he's an MVP level player. When you look at the defense, the power, you know, he's an MVP level player, but he hasn't shown it. So if he shows that. With the luxury tax going up, he can get, you know, $40 million a year. So he's betting on himself. I think he would take this deal with just about anybody. You know? You don't think that? Mm, I I mean, he took it in a smaller market in Minnesota. Yeah. 
the twi- I almost put the Twins in the same boat as the Rockies. I don't. I think the Twins had a clear-cut plan this offseason. They said that we're going to free up money by getting rid of Donaldson. We're going to free up $50 million. We're going to get a front-line starting pitcher with Sonny Gray. They traded Chase Petty, New Jersey kid. Oh, what are your thoughts Chase on Chase Petty. I love Chase Petty, too. I mean, control problems, but he throws 102, and he's 19. I know. So... They trade him for, you know, it's a one-for-one deal for Sonny Gray. They get their front-line starting pitcher. They trade Mitch Garver, who just wasn't really working out, for kind of Falefa. They flip him for Sanchez, high ceiling, and Urshela. They signed, who else did they sign? They signed a... Sh- but but part, a lot of that and they was a crazy. payroll dump. If You can't say they're payroll dumping if they sign a guy to a $35 million. Exactly. Exactly. But th- that's no. what I'm saying. Donaldson was in order to get Correa. Or I don't know if it was in order you to. You wouldn't trade $25 million a year for paying Josh Donaldson for 35 for paying Correa. That's what they did. But. That's what they did. But did they? Yeah, they did. They got rid of that Donaldson contract, which, you know, he's still a good player, but $25 million deal a year is a lot. And they used the money they signed there. I mean, it, it, they had a plan to get Correa. And not only did they get Correa, they got a front-line starting pitcher. Now, I don't love the Twins as a team because I don't like their starting rotation. Their number two starter is Joe Ryan, a prospect. Their number three starter oh, is Dylan Bundy. Joe Ryan is one of the greatest guys I've ever met. Really? Um, great dude. He's, like, really weird and goofy. Oh, really? He's, like, oh, that place. He, he's like one of those, like, grew up on a farm. Oh, like, love those guys. Hippie kind of guys. What's up, my guy? Oh, oh. He's just like a right. hilarious so now goofy I feel, dude. Now I feel a lot better. Love about the Joe Twins Ryan. Rotation. And uh-huh. his he like wears a baggy jersey, and uh, yeah. he's he, just a he really, like interesting really interesting dude. He's not that big. Oh, okay. Um, but the Twins are going into the season with Randy Dobnak as one of their love starters. Randy Dobnak. Okay, but as a pitcher, four point nine. What is it? Four point nine four Uber rating. Yeah, but what's that's less than his ERA. <laughs> it's true. So, it's true. So, and the Twins. You want to talk about a team with ifs? We were talking about the. Uh, we were talking about the who? What was the team? Oh, the Blue Jays with a lot of ifs. Yeah, Buxton staying healthy. Correa oh my God! If Buxton Sano's stays up, healthy, Sano's up and down. Byron Buxton forever has he is. This might be a hot take. If he's healthy for his best baseball, hundred percent is how he's feeling for hundred and sixty-two games a full season. He's the second best player in baseball behind Mike Trout. You're saying if everybody's healthy? No, if if Byron Buxton. Oh, if you're is saying the past couple years, one hundred percent for 162 games. He has the tools to do it. The power. I mean, in terms of tools, yes, he's second best to Mike Trout, and he's gotten better in terms of plate discipline. Um, the the also the Twins got a steal with his contract. Yeah, I mean with they his, are giving a lot to I mean Buxton doesn't have much leverage. He can't stay. Seven healthy. years, a hundred million dollars. I know, but he doesn't That's have much. Crazy. He doesn't have much leverage for more. They totally. I know, but imagine if he has. One good season. No team in baseball has a higher variance than the Minnesota Twins. I could told I could see the Twins leading the base leading baseball in runs scored because they did that two years ago. Three no in home runs. They three years ago is that three years ago now? Yeah, 2019. I mean they were a machine. And what have they done since then? They traded Garver. They switched Garver for Correa. Who else did they lose? Donaldson wasn't even there yet. Like they're like, who did they the give same... up for Kiner for Leffa? They gave up Mitch Garver. Right, right. I forgot about let's that. Let's say, let's say this. I'm gonna ask you a hypothetical. 
Gary Sanchez realizes his potential and hits 40 home runs. Miguel Sano has a great season. Buxton stays healthy. Correa stays healthy. Luis then, Arez, there's, then they're as good as it gets. Luis Arez hits 315. Jorge Polanco has a season like he did last year. Max Kepler has a season like he had in 2019. It's unrealistic. Really good. It's unrealistic. But that's I a think. lot of ifs. But I'm saying, a lot of ifs. That's my point. But the ceiling so, is so uh, high. Yeah, I think I think in this baseball season, like the Twins or like the, I'm I'm trying to think of like a low. Let me I, let me look at like a list of the teams. That's what I got to do. What I'm saying is one Never of the teams that you don't expect is just going to come out and win. Like St. Louis. Now, St. like Louis Philly, to me, like Philadelphia, no, because so like Tampa, like so Tampa Bay, I, don't never you, count. We're going to get into our predictions. I don't want to. We're teasing a little bit in the I think a big difference in baseball this year. I can see the Giants being a 500 team. I could totally see the Giants being a 500 team, losing Buster Posey, losing Kevin Gossman. Like they, they had so much thing. So much. You were talk about team, everything going right. The Giants, everything went right last year. And I don't see it doing it again. They got Jock Peterson, who just can't hit lefties. So, I see the Giants regressing to 85 wins. So, that opens the door for the Padres and the Mets. And also, the Cubs are going to regress even further. I don't. What do you think about what the Cubs did? They got Suzuki uh, from uh, Japan. There's been no talk about that. Like, Suzuki was one no, of those guys. Because no like, one knows Suzuki. He signed, and but, but there was a relatively... High amount of hype coming into the off season. There was, I think, it backed off a little with the lockout and like everybody yeah. was signing at the same time. And and also once he counted the Yankees out, I just feel like in my world at least the Cubs. I really don't like the Cubs. Clint Frazier. Yeah, they got Clint Frazier. But in terms of that rotation and Marcus behi- Stroman behind Stroman, it's awful. It's it's like Alec Mills, Albert uh, Aldoze. How you ever say his name? He already got hurt. Um. Who else? I mean, Hendricks had a bad season last year. They're a total pitch-to-contact team. They don't hit for a lot of power. Nick Madrigal and Nico Horner, just, just not that good a team. Like, I really, and But they're trying to compete, which is something admirable in itself. But I don't think the Cubs are going to be any good. All right. We are running out of time here on the Fox and the Fish for VIC Radio. We're going to do a part two. Part two. Talking some football, catch that on Spotify um, for VIC Radio is, I believe it's called VIC Radio Weekend Sports Talk, Mm -hmm. um, is the name on Spotify, on Anchor. Pretty much just give a Google search to Fox and the Fish, VIC Radio, with the college, whatever that may be. For a part two, we're talking some football. An insane offseason, a lot of moves going down. But keep it right here on VIC Radio. Thank you so much for listening. Make sure to tune in next week again here. Again, go to that Spotify page. Check us out. Leave a rating. Give us a like. Thank you so much for listening. And we'll see you next week.